Podcast One production. Your morning agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Tuesday, the 19th of January. A new report shows Victoria's economy is set to bounce back quicker than expected and lead our nation's economic recovery. The new Deloitte Access Economics Outlook forecasts the Victorian economy will grow by around 5.3% this year, despite its tough COVID-19 lockdown, outperforming Queensland at 4.6% and New South Wales at 4.4%. In 2020, Victoria's economy shrank at twice the pace of the next worst state, with economists saying its remarkable recovery also reflects the depth of its decline last year. It's feared more players and officials linked to the Australian Open could test positive to COVID in the next few days. There's now six infections linked to the tournament, with experts concerned the virus could still be incubating in some of the 1,200 people who have landed in Melbourne. More than 70 players have been forced into hotel quarantine, unable to train or leave their rooms. It comes as a number of top tennis players, including Novak Djokovic and Bernard Tomic, complain about conditions in quarantine. Here's the partner of Tomic, Vanessa Sierra. This is the worst part of quarantine. I don't wash my own hair. I've never washed my own hair. It's just not something that I do. I normally have hairdressers that do it twice a week for me. So this is the situation that we're dealing with. Aussie tennis star Nick Kyrgios has hit back at the players over their complaints and their list of demands, calling Novak Djokovic a tool. Here's Victorian Premier Daniel Andrews. People are free to to provide lists of demands, um, but the answer is no. Whilst the event is very important, uh, nothing is more important than making sure that we follow public health advice and keep the state safe. And we'll have more details on the Australian Open later in sport with Brett Thomas. Also making news this Tuesday morning, the tourism industry is calling for urgent financial help from the federal government after new advice that international travel won't be happening anytime soon. Our former chief health officer says it's unlikely Australia's international borders will reopen in 2021. Professor Brendan Murphy, who is now the Federal Health Department Secretary, has told the ABC the arrival of the super contagious strains of the virus has changed the game. I think we'll go most of this year with still substantial border restrictions. Even, you know, if we have a lot of the population vaccinated, we don't know whether that will prevent transmission of the virus um, and it's likely that quarantine will continue for some time. Meantime, today marks exactly one year since the first COVID case in Australia was detected. Over the past 12 months, more than 95 million infections have been confirmed around the world, with more than 2 million people dying from coronavirus. America is on edge ahead of the inauguration of Joe Biden in just two days' time. The US Capitol building has been briefly placed into lockdown during a rehearsal for the president-elect after a nearby fire sparked a major security alert. Authorities are taking no chances after violent protesters stormed the Capitol on the 6th of January. 25,000 National Guard troops have been deployed around Washington, D.C., with fears of an insider attack. U.S. political reporter Steve Clemens has told the project authorities are on edge with the FBI vetting 
all troops. I think their biggest fear right now is that within their ranks somewhere, either in a Capitol Police or, you know, within the National Guard units or military, there's someone that's been radicalized and who might do something uh, uh, to attack the president or vice president or others uh, in this, because we saw um, real threats against Nancy Pelosi, against uh, uh, Vice President Mike Pence, that they were trying to they were on kind of a hunt and kill mission, uh, allegedly, in some of these in the cases from January 6th. They say that they have vetted these guards, that they vetted all of them. And the mere fact that they are vetting every soldier out of 25,000 have been deployed in Washington tells me they're worried about that. And Russian opposition leader Alexei Navalny will be remanded in custody for 30 days after being detained by authorities. The vocal critic of Vladimir Putin was taken away by guards after touching down at a Moscow airport yesterday. He's been in Germany recovering from a poisoning attack, which he blames on the Kremlin. Now for a look at what else is making news around the country this Tuesday morning. There's some encouraging news today out of some very sad statistics from the Victorian coroner. Despite 2020 being the toughest year faced by many Victorians, authorities have revealed there was no increase in the number of suicides. Our reporter James Lake has more from Melbourne. Thanks, Tash. Yeah, that's right. While there was still 698 lives lost to suicide in Victoria last year, the total was actually down 2.7% on 2019. The numbers are a surprise because some modelling from the University of Sydney actually predicted a scary 25% increase in suicides last year due to the pandemic. But what we saw instead was a huge increase in people reaching out for support, with just one mental health service, Beyond Blue, experiencing a 42% increase in calls for help. And a reminder, if you or anyone you know needs help or support, you can call Lifeline on 13 1114. North Queenslanders have been on alert overnight with tropical cyclone Kimmy. Our reporter Matt Layton is in Cairns with the latest. And Matt, the weather system is weakening, but the danger is not over. Tash, Kimmy has been puzzling weather experts since Sunday, with its forecast track map changing every three hours. But the Category 2 storm has weakened to a Cat 1 and is likely to become a mere tropical low by lunchtime. The weather risk isn't over though. A flood watch remains between Cairns and Eyre, southeast of Townsville. And local residents are warned to brace for winds upwards of 120 kilometres an hour. Townsville Mayor Jenny Hill says they've been planning for a worst-case scenario. We've activated personnel and we've opened our local disaster coordination centre. Those needing emergency assistance are urged to call the SES on 132 500. And police have issued a warning to arsonists in Perth after a number of suspicious fires across the city amid soaring temperatures. Police say 10 investigations are currently active. Our reporter Adam Hemmings joins us now with the details. And Adam, that's just a handful of inquiries this fire season. Tash, WA Police say they've investigated the cause of 58 fires since around October last year. And in the last seven days, there have been several fire emergencies across Perth, in Auburn Grove, High Wycombe, and the latest occurred at the weekend, affecting several southern suburbs, including Oakford, Casuarina and Ancatel, where cars, sheds and a derelict home were destroyed. At this stage, all of those fires are considered suspicious, and it's possible children started the blaze in Auburn Grove as investigators have found several ignition points. Detective Sergeant Chris DeBrune from Strike Force Falcon has this message for firebugs. To tell them to rethink their actions 
Um, the devastation caused by bushfires is well known in Australia. Now for the latest in business and finance news this Tuesday morning, we are joined by Scott Phillips from The Motley Fool. And Scott, good morning. China's economy ends 2020 better than expected. Tash, good morning. And yes, it is the only country, the only major country at least, that grew during 2020. There's something in economic data for everyone as always. So its annual figures were the lowest since the 1970s. But you kind of expect that given the pandemic. The good news, and I like to focus on the positive, as you know, is that in the fourth quarter, economic growth was back to 6.5%. That's actually higher than the level pre-pandemic. Now, you'd expect some bounce back, of course, because you know a lot of activity stopped and got pushed from the second and third quarters into the fourth. So, yes, there's some benefit there. But, you know, as I said, with the year we've had in 2020, lovely to know that China, as the world's kind of, you know, engine room, if you like, economically, entered the year in pretty good shape. And their economic recovery is set to also affect our economic recovery, Scott. Also making news this morning, silver linings. Gosh, some businesses have done it well during the pandemic, haven't they? Well, speaking of, speaking of aiding the recovery, retail seems to really have been in the absolute sweet spot. Normally during a recession, retail is the area that feels it most. Coming out of this one, I think a combination of the government stimulus and frankly a lot of that pent-up demand of some of us who are going to travel overseas and didn't. Yes, some of us travelled locally, but even that was tough. It seems like we spent most of that cash in retail outlets. JB Hi-Fi and Super Retail Group both releasing second-half sales growth of 23 to 24%. Now, these are for retailers that normally a good year would be maybe 8 or 10%. To deliver these sort of growth numbers are phenomenal, especially for JB Hi-Fi, which is massive, already, you know, effectively with Harvey Norman, a category killer. And Super Retail, of course, owning Super Cheap Auto, Rebel Sport, and the BCF business. So camping and fitness really also behind that growth in sales for those businesses. Lots of outdoor activities if you can enjoy them. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and the Treasurer reaffirms the government's intention to end JobKeeper in March, Scott. Yeah, I think this is the this is kind of the the, the end result of that, or may, maybe it's the other side of that same coin, which is it looks like the economy is in pretty good health. Now, we're not as good as we have been. We've said this before. We're nowhere near as good as we were pre-pandemic, but things are recovering really, really nicely. And so a lot of this data is, is giving the government enough confidence to say they're intending. Now, they're not promising to end it. They're saying they intend to end it in March as planned. The government's kind of got to say this. If they don't, if they let us think that it's going to keep going, then people will act as if the money's there forever and we won't make the hard decisions or the changes that need to be made. On the other hand, if they pull it away too quickly, they know they may well plunge us back into recession, which would be a horrible outcome given how well we've recovered from this one. So they kind of have to both be good cop and bad cop. They have to say it's going away, it's going away, get ready, get ready. They hope, of course, they can remove it because it's costing the the budget billions, Uh, but I think they'll extend it if the circumstances require. Yeah, and Scott, another interesting twist during the pandemic is latest data shows that used car prices have jumped, this is extraordinary, 30% for 2020. And I'm, I was, I was, I wasn't super shocked that used car prices were up a little bit. Thirty percent absolutely floored me, Tash. Because if you think about, it, so you know, we buy fewer new cars during a recession because, like everything, we pull back on our spending. If you need to replace the car, maybe you buy a used car, maybe you hang on to yours longer. So it's not surprising that new car sales fell. But that's turned into massive increase in prices of used cars simply because when we're down trading from the possibility of, hey, I'll buy the, the new car for X, but I'll buy the used car instead for half of that, it, you know, that's effectively put a lot of pressure on those prices, particularly four-wheel drives, believe it or not. Again, we talked about camping before, but four-wheel drives and utes, those sort of cars up phenomenally. It's been called the COVID tax in, uh, in less polite circles. But as you say, the data shows really clearly that prices are up. Now, if you want a, a positive outtake from this one, there is an expectation that prices will fall again in 2021 
as we get back to normal and that, that kind of extra premium will start to go away as people think, yeah, I'll buy a new car instead or I'll put off that purchase. So we'll see. But certainly they're starting 2021 from very, very elevated levels. Yeah, the Utes are the top selling vehicle in Australia. Extraordinary. Love the Ute, Scott. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much. Bye. Thanks, guys. Check Sport now with Brett Thomas. And Brett, returning to the Aussie Open, and officials are being urged to break with tradition and change the format of the men's matches. Yes, good morning, Tash. Of course, Grand Slam and Davis Cup level, uh, men's matches are best of five sets. Everywhere else, they're best of three. It's the ultimate test of your fitness and resilience. We've seen some gripping five-setters over the years. Marcus Bagdadis and Leighton Hewitt going into the early hours in the morning. That was more than 10 years ago. Well, now a lot of the lower-ranked players especially want to break with tradition and go to a best of three sets. Pat Cash was on about this as well. Because we've got 72 players in hard lockdown, when they come out to play best of five sets, there's going to be a real advantage, I think, for the players. The higher profile players who cleared quarantine and are currently able to train while they're in quarantine, I should say, have more freedoms in Adelaide. So we'll see if um, the Australian Open answers uh, that request. It makes a lot of sense, but uh, as always, it'll come down to probably broadcasters and and money with, uh, with that sort of thing. And Brett, the Test Series has come down to the final day with Australia's bowling attack out to deliver victory at the Gabba. Yeah, it's been a gripping series, hasn't it? Four tests. It's coming down to the final day, as you said, at the Gabba, which is which is what you want in a series between two great cricketing nations. Unfortunately, rain and storms uh, could ruin things today on day five, but hopefully we get enough play in for the uh, Australian bowling unit. As you said, a tiring bowling unit to deliver victory. Mitchell Stark, some concern around his fitness, clutching at his hamstring yesterday. India to resume this morning. None for four, trailing by 324. But really, they'll be after a draw because that's all they need to retain the Border Gavaskar trophy. So the weather is on their side. Let's hear from David Warner. He told Seven that the bowling attack needs to remain a consistent threat. From a bowling perspective, we're just going to keep you know concentrating on our lines and lengths and, and not just let things happen. Um, you've got to obviously build pressure and try and bring in some false shots and bring the court into play. So hopefully uh, rain stays uh, away because that would be an unfortunate way to end what has been a great series. It has been a great series, Brett. And also this morning, Ben McDermott has put his name in lights in the big bash overnight. Yeah, yeah the Hobart Hurricanes uh, slugger, he's been in outstanding form, falling four runs short of the first century in the BBL uh, this season. Great form, as you said, probably now in the national frame. He's been in, in such good form. Uh, in the lead-up uh, matches against uh, India in the longer form of the game, he was also batting really well. Last night, making 96. Hobart cruising home to a six-wicket wing, and he probably had the biggest hit. Well, they're saying potentially in BBL history, he uh, smacked the ball out of Manuka Oval. Oh, wow. That's going to mark. That's in the hotel. That's, That's out of here. It was uh, absolutely huge. It would have gone more than 150 metres, I reckon. And Hobart now moving up to equal second on the BBL table. Great shot, Brett. Thanks so much. Thanks, Tash. Checking the weather details now around the country for this Tuesday morning. Firstly to Brisbane, showers and a possible storm atop of 30. Shower or two also on the way today for Sydney, 24. The expected high, partly cloudy today. Cool day on the way for Melbourne, top of 19. 29 and mostly sunny for Canberra today. Cloudy and 17 for Hobart, mostly sunny, top of 29 for Adelaide. Partly cloudy conditions expected this Tuesday for Perth with a high of 34 and rain at times with a storm likely for Darwin with a top of 31. 
And that blimp of outgoing US President Donald Trump dressed as a baby has found its final resting place. The Museum of London has acquired the giant Trump baby balloon for its collection of protest art. After it first flew over Parliament Square in 2018 to mark the then president's official visit to the UK, the museum says it will be conserved and potentially displayed for all to see in its new home. And that's all you need to know to start your day with your morning agenda. In your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning, please rate and review and you can also follow us on your socials at Your Morning Agenda on Instagram. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day and we look forward to seeing you tomorrow.